The epistle for the Midnight Mass of Christmas is taken from St. Paul's epistle to Titus, chapter 2. Dearly beloved, the grace of God our Savior hath appeared to all men, instructing us that denying ungodliness and worldly desires, we should live soberly and justly and godly in this world, looking for the blessed hope and coming of the glory of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and might cleanse to himself a people acceptable, a pursuer of good works. These things speak and exhort in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And the Holy Gospel. It's taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 2. At that time, there went forth a decree from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This first enrollment was made by Serenus, the governor of Syria, and all went to be enrolled, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his espoused wife, who was with child. And it came to pass that when they were there, her days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him up in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds watching and keeping the night watches over their flock. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood by them, and the brightness of God shone round about them. And they feared with a great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, that shall be to all the people. For this day is born to you in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men of good will. Thus far the words of the Holy Gospel. A child is born to us, and a son is given to us. These words are taken from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, and they form the introit for the third Mass of Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Some years ago, there lived a young carpenter. This carpenter worked very hard at his trade. And because of the fine work that he did, he eventually attained a certain degree of renown. After establishing himself in the carpentry business, the man married, and with his wife he had a daughter. He loved his wife and his child very dearly. But a couple years later, the man's wife fell ill. By the time the little girl was about three years old, she had lost her mother. The man missed his wife terribly, so much so, in fact, that it affected his health too. He became very discouraged. 
He didn't know how he would raise his little girl alone, especially because he himself had fallen ill, and as a result, his work had shortened and money was tight. Well, one Christmas, the little girl, now about six or seven years old or so, she wanted to surprise her father with a gift to cheer him up. And so she set aside a little cardboard box that she had saved from somewhere. And then having obtained some gold wrapping paper or foil, she wrapped the box. On Christmas Day, brimming with excitement, the little girl gave the gold-wrapped box to her father. This is for you, Daddy, she said. Merry Christmas. The father was quite surprised by this little gift. He wondered where the girl had obtained the money to purchase him something, let alone where she had gotten the gold paper. But nonetheless, he proceeded to open the box, and he found that inside was nothing. The box was empty. The man grew irritated and a bit impatient with his little girl. He didn't know what the point of this was. And so he said to her somewhat harshly, Don't you know, young lady, that when you give someone a gift, there's supposed to be something inside? The little girl looked up at her father, and tears began welling up in her tiny eyes. But Daddy, she whispered, it's not empty. I blew kisses into the box for you until it was filled. I wanted to give you the best Christmas gift I could, all my love. Needless to say, the man was crushed. He didn't know what to say. He just closed the box, he pulled his little child close to him, and he embraced her without a word. The man cherished the gold-wrapped box for the rest of his life, and whenever he would become discouraged, whenever he was going through a difficult time, whenever he was sad, he would take out that box and he would open it. He would then reach into the box and he would take out one of the kisses that his daughter had breathed into it for him. And that seemingly inexhaustible supply of kisses that his little girl blew into the box, they kept him going. And they enabled him to live on bravely to the end of his days. My dear friends, this touching story is somewhat reminiscent of the first Christmas. For on that Christmas night, Almighty God gave us the best gift of all. He gave us a box a wooden box 
lined with gold. And in that box, he put all his love. He gave us his only begotten son in the box of the manger, lined with golden straw. St. John says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loves us so much that on the first Christmas, he gave us his only son. And thus we read in the book of Isaiah, a child is born to us and a son is given to us. A child who was born in a stable at midnight in Bethlehem in piercing cold, whose first garments were some poor swaddling bands, whose first bed was a manger with straw for a mattress, who was warmed by the breath of animals. A son, a son who was given for one reason, to suffer and to die for us. Who could have redeemed us in any other way, even with a simple prayer to his eternal father, but who chose to redeem us in such a way that there would be no doubt about how much he loves us. Everything that he would one day endure for us was present in that little box at Bethlehem. Every sigh, every tear, every drop of sweat, each insult, each lash from the scourging, each drop of blood, they were among the manifestations of God's love that filled that box that first Christmas night. And tonight, God again presents that box to us to treasure and to look to when we're having a difficult time. Like that carpenter who, whenever he became discouraged, took out that gift from his daughter and removed one of her kisses, like him, we should look to the divine infant we should look to him in the manger when we are discouraged or when we're having a difficult time. At such times, we should remember that God loves us more than we will ever fully realize and that he is not going to abandon us in our sorrows. It's true, sometimes it seems like he's asleep in the manger. Sometimes it seems like he's not even concerned about our troubles. Sometimes it might even seem like the box is empty, like there's nothing inside. But things are not always as they seem, and in this case, they are not as they seem. God does care. The box he gave us is not empty. And he will help us in our struggles, but we must trust him. And as we trust him, we have to open the box 
we have to open the box by turning to him in prayer when we need help or guidance in our lives. As we do this, my dear friends, and as we draw near to the manger this Christmas, let us not go empty-handed. Let us bring the infant Christ something for Christmas. Let us bring him something for his birthday. Let us bring him a box. Let us give him something to look to when he sees mankind for the most part hating and despising him. And let us give him something to take out of the box to comfort him, to let him know that there's someone in this world who cares. Bring him the box of your heart and fill it. Fill it like that little girl with all your love. Bring him a heart full of charity for others and with forgiveness for those who have offended you. A heart prepared to carry the crosses, to bear for love of God the sufferings and sorrows of this life. A heart beating with patience in the midst of difficulties. A pure heart in the midst of an impure world. A heart full of gratitude for all the blessings you have received. Let us give the infant Jesus a heart that is firmly resolved to avoid all mortal sin and its occasions and which is ready to sacrifice everything rather than commit a single sin. Let us give Jesus the best Christmas gift we can, our love. This is the gift he wants on Christmas Day. And this is the gift that only we can give him. May, my dear friends, the joy and peace of Bethlehem be ours this Christmas. And may we so love the infant Jesus that he might smile on us as he once smiled on the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph at Bethlehem. That he might smile on us now in this life and forever in eternity. God bless you, and may you have a very merry and blessed Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.